What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Can't Stop the Hobby podcast, episode number 34, with one of the kings of live card shows in the building, Jeremy Lee, Sports Card Live. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. It's a, it's a, it's an honor to be here with you three uh, rugrats. I can't even believe it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so awesome because, uh, like, um, you, I, I didn't know this, and we met for the first time at the show and stuff like that. And obviously, I'm sure you heard it from the world, and everyone goes to you and says, "Damn, you're tall." <laughs> I've never heard that in my life. In case you're wondering, Jeremy, no one's ever said that to me. No, yeah, I heard it nonstop at the national for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, you know, uh, obviously, for myself, uh, Williams. Um, Kyle um, from the Cast Off the Hobby crew, we'd like to say thank you for coming on to the show. Uh, we appreciate the time. We appreciate you spending um, your Friday night with us. I know it's not too late over there. It's only, what, like 8 o'clock? Because I think you're just one province over from me. Uh, but I, again, I'd just like to say thank you for coming on the show. And uh, I hope it's awesome. I hope uh, everybody in here is tuning in. Um, if you have any questions, concerns, whatever it may be that you want to fire us uh, our way, uh, feel free to do so. And we'll, we'll try to play catch up and uh, and, and get to those questions uh, toward the uh, end of the show. Um, but first things first, um, obviously, we brought you on. We know that you do a lot of interviewing. So we'd love to do the interview process for yourself here this time around. Um, but, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been at the hobby and kind of what got you started and, and, and create into what you're doing now. Sure, man. Well, first, thanks for having me, guys. This is this is really cool. I've never been on a podcast show with that uh, with three three fellas who are all interviewing at the same time. So this is fun. It, it's, it gives me a lot more to look at, but uh, yeah, to, to your question, to your question, I um, started in the hobby, you know, when I was like eight years old, that goes back to uh, the very early eighties, like, like 1980, 81. And, um, you know, I was buying packs, putting together Opeachy hockey sets throughout the eighties. I uh, had a shop, had a shop in, uh, in Winnipeg for three years from 91 to 94 during the original junk wax era the time we didn't necessarily know yeah. it was a junk so i want to cut you off you're from winnipeg yeah 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 i'm born and raised from winnipeg wow look at that <laughs> look at that that's awesome i yeah. moved i moved i moved out here when i was 20 about about six seven years ago but born and raised winnipeg like yeah i, I, I grew yeah up there, so, so we wild we could definitely uh mention a few places and things <laughs> that we, we we were both familiar with but yeah so i had a shop there it was on it was in river heights on on grant avenue you might know it and um and I, I collected all the way through then, you know, I went to, went to university in the early nineties and I did kind of slow down in the second half of the nineties, which ironically is now like my favorite era of cards. And, uh, and then in like 2000, I, when I started my career, really uh, started my career in about 98, 99. And then by 2000 had a little bit of money and, uh, started getting into cards, like getting, not getting into it, but started putting money back in. I, I always collected, but I just really slowed down for that second half of the nineties come the year 2000. I went hard and I, I've been going hard ever since, uh, ever since then. And, you know, as for what I'm doing now, you know, I do my show sports cards live on Saturday nights. And I started that in April of last year, April, 2020, right when the pandemic started and, uh, you know, it's kind of grown into, a pretty well-known hobby con piece of hobby content uh, where I bring on, you know, pretty, pretty awesome guests every Saturday night and have these live stream interviews, kind of like what you guys are doing here with me right now. 
Sweet, sweet. Awesome, um, awesome. What was, what was, uh, uh, again, you started obviously pandemic base, like pandemic base is kind of when you kind of got it rolling. Um, what was kind of the, the, the kind of oomph that kind of like push that was kind of like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to start this. I'm going to start this channel. Like, what was that? What was that for you? So, okay. What that was, was, I don't know if you guys remember, but when the, when the national became questionable for 2020, that it might not happen. Uh, there was a guy on Instagram. His name is Justin at 610 Sports Cards. Big, tall guy, taller than me even. He started, he organized like this virtual card show on Instagram where nice. basically he got people to say, hey, if you want to do this, let me know and I'm going to build a schedule and I'll, I'll put out to all my followers and with a hashtag that, hey, you know, this guy's going to go live at whatever time for however long and show cards and try and sell them. So I did that. I kind of said, okay, I'll give it a shot. So I did. I sent him my 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 uh, my handle. I said, hey man, I'm gonna go live on Sunday at one o'clock. And so Sunday one o'clock came on. I went live uh, with the right with the hashtag, and I had a bunch of cards set up on my dining room table. I just kept on kind of panning over them back and forth, right? And I did some deals, and that was my first wow. real uh, experience going live. And then I thought, well, that was great, you know, sold some cards. I thought, you know, I want to sell some vintage hockey slabs nice. online. And I didn't want to do eBay because I didn't want to, I didn't want to scan and list and just, I don't like that whole process. So I thought, wouldn't it be cool if I could just stream live somewhere and just show one card at a time? Like, okay, I got this 40 bucks, 50 bucks, 200, 150, whatever. Like just go back and forth. So I thought, well, I got to reach out to a vintage hockey group. I reach out to a vintage hockey group. They're like, yeah, you can go ahead and do that, but you can't, you can only show cards up to 1989. I thought, great, no problem. So I go do this for about an hour and a half, sell a whole bunch of cards. And I got a lot of really great feedback from people saying, oh, that was awesome. It was so much fun just interacting with you. Um, you should do it again. I thought, yeah, that's cool. But now I want to sell modern hockey. And I don't know where to do that because there's like 100 modern hockey groups. Where, how do you pick one, right? So I thought to myself, well, it'd be pretty cool if there was a Facebook group just for, just for going live to sell cards. Similar to what you see with like, what not in loop right now, you yeah. know, yeah. I, had that, I had that idea back then not to start a, <coughs> a company like they did, but to do it in a Facebook group. So I thought, well, that group should be called sports cards live. So I went to Facebook and I punched it in and I, and I, and it was available. So I snagged the name and then I, my, you know, I started brainstorming myself. I'm like, I better see if that name's available on YouTube also, because it's a pretty cool name. So yeah. I did, and it was available. So I grabbed it. And then I thought, all right, so now what am I going to do with it, right? Am I going to start to stream live to this Facebook group or what? So I ended up deciding that I would I would do a live stream show. I found StreamYard, which we were yeah. talking about earlier. Yeah. And uh, so I practiced a bit, and then I thought, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do a show. I'm gonna just go live with somebody and talk to them. So I thought, but if I'm gonna do this, I've got to come out swinging with a really with a high profile guest. So. You know, fortunately for me, I've been friends with Carvin Chung for about 15 years. Yeah. And uh, like, we're good buddies. So I reached out and we go, hey, Carve, listen, I'm going to start this show. I'm going to go on Saturday. It was April. It was April 18th of 2020. Can, can, and, uh, before, because there's probably some guys watching and some guys may be in here as well. Um, like if you, I, I know he loves, like I, I've heard his story and he, I talked to him at the show as well. But if you want to drop a little bit of knowledge on who Carvin Chung is and who yeah, sure. and what role he plays in the hobby, and then and then you could, could continue because I know there's some people that may not know who he is. Yeah, no, good, 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 good call out because uh, yeah, it's in, it's important that you know who he is um, for the just in, in the context of my story. But Carvin, he uh, he was he was a guy who had a card shop 
in uh, in Toronto back in the back in the nineties, I believe. And in about two, in a I forget what year it was, but it was probably around ninety nine two thousand. He got a job working at Upper Deck, and he actually was the guy who invented Exquisite and the Cup. Those were all his brainchild. So he's kind of he's a legend in the it's hobby. Kind of a big deal. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like the RPA is kind of his creation. You know, like he he may not he might not have created the first patch auto, and I'm not sure about this, but the the fact that we have rpas out of 99 and that sort of thing that's like that's his baby and so he he's really responsible for a lot of the ideas that are still being produced today by by the card companies so he worked at upper deck for 10 years anyone who worked at panini for three or four or five years something like that now he works for gts the distribution company in the u.s uh so he's he's done everything in the hobby and um and he spends a lot of time currently sharing his knowledge and experiences because he can provide a lot of insight into things like why redemptions happen, why sticker autos are necessary, why this, why that, you know? So in any event, I said, Carb, I'm going to do this show and uh, it's going to be Saturday night. You want to come on and I'll just interview you. And I had no interviewing experience. And he's like, yeah, sure. Why not? So, (laughs) so he came on and uh, we did that first episode again, that was like middle of April of 2020. And, uh, and then after, you know, when, after you do that first episode and you have on a kind of a high profile guest, you kind of need to fall, keep following it up, right? You're always, kind of, you got you got to get rolling. You get rolling. Yeah. Right. So, so ever since then, I've just gone after um, all these guests that I've had. And I pretty much, you know, if you look at my, my historical guest list, I'm really proud of it. Like it's, 100%. it's the who's who of the hobby. And, uh, and so uh, it's, it's really just yeah, it's just, it's just been been awesome. And and like I said, when I started, I didn't plan on doing an interview show. It just kind of happened because I said, hey, Carb, you want to come on? And I was like, well, <laughs> I got to bring someone else on. I got to bring someone else on. And it just it just kind of organically became um, what it, and the other reason I want to bring him on is because, you know, I'm in Canada as as a couple of you guys are. And but I collect all the sports. So I didn't want to pigeonhole myself into being a hockey show. So I thought, you know, he's going to really appeal to the basketball collectors and i'm i'm a big basketball collector too and i and i wanted to uh i wanted those guys to come watch the show right so so that's what happened i uh that that that's a story man that's a story that's awesome and and, and i think that's super dope um and it's it, it, it's it's awesome because it, it it like a lot of our stories it's like we didn't expect things to be that they what they are now and it's kind of just kind of tumbleweeled and, and rolled into what it is now and i'm sure like what episode are you on now on your show like yeah like so like- i do i do i in in sep in september of 2020 i added my after hours show because you know my shows are long right they're like two hours long and or an hour and a half to two hours and but i had i had some people watching were like hey go for hour three go for hour three i'm like that's that's, that's just too long right <laughs> That's too long. So I thought, well, I'll do a third hour, but I got to start fresh because otherwise no one's going to click on these things. So, and I don't know, even at two hours is pretty long, but anyway, I started the second show in September, called it after hours. I bring on another guest, but so the main show, not that it's main, because I think they're both equally important, but sports cards live the early show uh, tomorrow night will be episode 109. And then after hours (laughs) tomorrow night will be episode, I think it's 45. That's crazy, and I, bro. And then I also do some. Uh, I also do a few do two extra episodes a month. Um, I cover the PWCC Premier Auction ending, which is a there lot of fun. That's a ton That's of fun. Awesome. 
Yeah. And I also do uh, when they're hockey auctions and once a month on their normal eBay auctions, I cover that as well. Crazy. And is that partnered with PW, uh, PWCC when they, when they do that, that show? Yeah. So yeah. it's uh, I'm talking to them. I'm talking yeah. to them. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, 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 and like, I, I, again, I had no idea that you did all the, all the other shows, but like the fact that even that you're at 109, I know that's, that takes work. And I know there's a lot of people that tune in and a lot of people that watch you and stuff like that. And like, I've, I've watched your show and I've tuned into your show way prior to even when we've, we first met. Um, so it's just, it's, it's really cool uh, to kind of just like take a look and, and, and kind of learn from the people that have been doing it for a long time. Right. And um, whatever it is, like, like I, even the fact that you're coming on the show, I know we're on episode, what we're on episode 34 and you've been here. You know what I mean? Like you, you know, like the, the work that goes into it. So the fact that you're at a hundred and 109, 104, what was it? hundred something. 109. Like that, 109. That, 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 that's just wild to me. And I'm like, that's a lot of life. The, ma- <laughs> the, amount, of, the, show. the amount of research you've put in, man. I commend I, you. I prepare for, I prepare, I prepare for all my shows and 109 is more than every, more than like, uh, you know, enough Saturdays that we've had since last April. But at the beginning I was doing Wednesdays and Saturdays and I only stopped that in December. It was like just too much. Cause I, I literally spend a night doing the show and then I spend another night during the week preparing for it. So that was four nights a week. I had to give it up, but wife, I still kids? took on. With the wife, family, kids in the scenario as well. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There you go. You know yeah. what I mean? And so uh, like, that, that's awesome. Um, that's awesome to hear. Um, now going, you, you said that you collect, um, a bunch of different sports, um, uh, predominantly, is there like one or two that you would say that is kind of your most, like that you do most of and what would those be? Hockey would be like the one I, like if I take all my cards and kind of just, you know, split it down into percentages, I'd say hockey is probably like probably over 50% of my collection basketball baseball are probably like 15 percent each yeah and then football and like non-sport and a few you know that kind of stuff would probably yeah. be the rest but yeah. hockey is is my number one ba- yeah. basketball is number two but yeah. i like I, I love like hall of fame rookies going back to the beginning of time so i i've got lots of that from all the sports and i've been doing that like for years and oh, years now um who do, who do who do you collect like who, who what's your personal collection look like like what's the what's your who's your guy yeah guys so here's one thing that i i always say this like when you know it's a common question to ask somebody in the hobby right hey who do you collect well not everybody collects a who not most people do but not everybody collects some people collect sets some people collect themes right not everybody collects a certain player but i do collect a few certain players like i collect uh so you'll like you'll like this one andrew i collect dale howard chuck I collect T- Timu Solani for hockey. Of I collect Howard Chuck Solani, Ron Francis, Jeremy Roenick, some Shane Doan. Okay, Thank that's you. what I. But in basketball, I collect uh, Michael Jordan, Shaquille O'Neal, um, and I dabble in a little bit of like Kobe. I have some LeBron card. You know the, the goats. The goats. Yeah, yeah, the goats, man. Goats, goats. Base- well, Jeremy, you like uh, the hockey guys you collect. You like the guys with scars on their faces is what you're telling me. That's what you like. You like Shane Dunn, Jeremy Roden. All the guys you named are arguably some of the grittiest men to step on the ice and that could still play hockey. Not necessarily bruisers, but tough as nails that could drop them and would score on you. They're like the, you know, they, they, they're the guys that got those Gordie Howe hat tricks. 
Exactly. Oh, you, you, yeah. you nailed it. Yeah. You nailed it. Actually, yeah. it's funny because like I collect Howard Chuck because he, you know, he was the the a hero in Winnipeg for in the 80s. I collect Solani because he's he's my all-time favorite athlete. Yeah. I love Timo Solani. Those are right there. Those are game used gloves from they're kind of hanging there. I don't know if you can really oh, see yeah. them, but those are game used Solani gloves from when there he uh, played in Winnipeg. Oh nice. And uh but Jeremy Roenick, I, I collect him because um a couple of reasons. One, he was you know, when he was playing, they came through Winnipeg one time and I was in my early twenties and I was at the back of this bar waiting till like, I knew the bouncers trying to get into this bar. Right. What bar was, I was it? With, like, give, show, give, show some aid. What bar did you go to when you were in 20? <laughs> it was the market. It was called the market. Okay. Okay. I don't, in, in, uh, downtown, but anyway, yeah, yeah. um, so I'm at the back door with like eight of my buddies were, were waiting to get in and all of a sudden, Jeremy Rona comes up and he comes up to me and he goes, Hey man, can you get me in here? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I can. That's awesome. I think I can get you in here, bro. I think I can get you yeah. in. So, like, so the bouncer opens the door. I go, I go, Hey man, I'm here with Jeremy Rona and like eight of my friends. He's like, yeah, come on in. So we go in and I buy him, a, I buy him a beer. And, and then the other thing is that I played blackjack with him at the casino one time, but even better, my mom came home one time after playing, blackjack at the casino at the fort gary hotel in winnipeg well, oh, there the top, you go. Right? and yeah. she's like yeah i was playing with jeremy rona tonight he's such a nice boy such a nice young man i'm like oh, i love that guy man. He's nice to my mom right so yeah. there's like a lot of there's a lot of people that would disagree with that statement jeremy rona is not necessarily a nice man right well the he was nice Solani thing, i have a good story about Timo Solani. Back in the day, I think I was 17 or 18 years old. Probably shouldn't have been where I was, but I was at a supper club. And we were drinking and we were having dinner. And all of a sudden, the guy who was running the, the place that we're at goes, hey, I'm really sorry, but we're going to need to take your table. And I go, what do you mean? We're, we're spending like two, $3,000 here. Like, we have no money. Like, this was a big night out for us, you know? Like, we're spending some cake here. And he's like, I'm really sorry, but the Anaheim Ducks are in town. And you guys have a 15 person table and you guys are only 13. So we're going to move you over here to a VIP, whatever. I was like, okay, but I want two autographs on a napkin and I want Timu Solani and Chris Pronger. <laughs> and sure enough, we got those autographs. Now, the only problem is I got so drunk that I lost the napkin. So, <laughs> it's, it's a win-lose, win-lose story, but still a great story. And they were super nice about it. And Chris Pronger, is literally like you're a big guy. Chris Pronger is a very big man. I'll say that he is a very, very big man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, awesome. that's a great story. Yeah, uh, but yeah. I have I have a jet story, but it, it is not, has nothing to do with those guys. Mine was just I just had them. I, I I was DJing back back home on a New Year's, and I had it was it was the new the new Jets. So I had Ryan Little, and I had who's another Andrew Ladd, and they were doing they had a push up competition at like. 11 30 in the middle of the dance floor and i was just like and all i remember was them giving me a hundred dollars to play one of their songs and one a song they wanted to hear and that was the extent of the night <laughs> so far where were you djing i was djing uh right in downtown at uh I, I don't even remember the name anymore um oh, crap it's right beside it's literally right beside the arena like literally right beside the arena. But but again, this is new age, right? Like this is like when they've come back, not when yeah, yeah, yeah. you're 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 talking when they were still in town. Yeah, I moved away. <laughs> I moved I moved out of Winnipeg 20 years ago. So I probably wouldn't know it anyway. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, 
but you know, like I, I think that's that that's that's awesome because I think a lot of people again, you're you're com- complete like you have a a a one eighty different opinion on let's say a Jeremy Roenick versus somebody that sees them like 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 Kyle who who follow him and you know, he's my, he might not be a nice guy. Do you know what I mean? So it, it, it's cool to see. And it, <laughs> it just kind of brings people kind of down that like, these people are just people as well. You know what I mean? Like I used to, I used to go oh, to, yeah. I used, I used to go to Joey's and I'd see Evander Kane eating by himself or with his girlfriend all the time. And that, that was just a, it was just a normal thing. Right. But uh, there's, there's some super, super awesome athletes out there. And there's a lot of them that take the time to say hello and talk to you and stuff like that. Jeremy Roenick is an animal. He's an absolute animal, and I think everyone knows that. Like, like he's a nice guy. Like, don't get me wrong, he's a nice guy. I've actually met him one time, like in like in person, and like you could tell that, like at the end of the day, if you he will eat your face, like, you know, like he's, he's he's that guy. Like I love him. He, like he's a great like he's a great dude. I can see him being like arguably probably one of the funnest guys to be in the locker room with to play with. He definitely has your back. But at the end of the day, when you're on the other side of it, like on the other side of the ice, or like he has an issue, probably not your favorite person <laughs> in the world. You know what I mean? Like he's not a very calm fella, is what I would say. He's not the calmest dude, you know? Like no, I he's no, sick like, though. Back to collecting these guys. Like I don't when I say I collect him, literally my my Jeremy Rona collection is like 13 cards, right? My my Ron Francis collection is like eight cards. My Dale Howard Chuck collection is like 200, maybe 300. Gotcha, Solani's yeah. like 25. Like yeah. Solani's my all-time favorite at professional athlete, but I don't. I have way more cards of Dale Howard Chuck than I do of Solani for whatever you reason. Have I, you have arguably the most. I would say you have the biggest Howard Chuck collection that I've ever heard of in my life. Like I don't think there's yeah. anyone that has as much as you do, from what <laughs> I've heard. I mean, yeah. not and it's. Yeah, maybe not volume, like, but but quality. Yeah, quality. Yeah, for sure I do because I've got a lot of key one ones that no one else can have. There you go. There you go. And then I I I like I I don't think like is Howard Chuck really expensive to get into on that on on that forefront? No, no not, right. No. So and that's someone that you just enjoy, you like. Now yeah. you've been in the hobby, you would say twenty plus years. I'm assuming you've ripped some packs. I mean, yeah, I, I, and not, not as much now, but I would say in your time, you probably ripped some packs. Now, what was the greatest pack or greatest card you've pulled yourself out of a pack at this point? <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was, I was ripping packs in like 1980 guys. So I've literally been collecting for 40 years. And so I was, you know, I was opening packs all the way through, but um, the best pull I've ever had wasn't a pack that I opened myself. It was actually at a, at a local trade night in 2016 there you go. when I went to Maple Leaf Sports here in Calgary. And uh, he used to do he used to do like one pack, one tin of the cup as like a group break. So oh, nice. you would for I think whatever, how much, however much it was it 30 teams. It was like 20 bucks a team. I bought five teams one night for one pack. And I ended up getting, uh, I ended up getting, no, not even five teams. Sorry, I had two teams. I ended up getting the Oilers. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so he opens up the one tin, right? Six cards in the whole pack. Yeah. And I got the Oilers. And as you know, you you know how they slowly bring the card oh, down, yeah. down, and you see, you see Connor McDavid, 
Yeah. He keeps on bringing it. And you see it's an autographed uh, patch. He keeps on bringing it down. Wayne Gretzky. Dual. I I had, you know, number, the cool thing is that like, what are the chances that the one tin he pulls has the case hit? Then what are the, right? What are the chances? It's such a great card, but, and it was out of five, I think. I think it's out of five. I sold it shortly after, unfortunately, but in any event. um, But the cool thing is that to get the Oilers, it was a random team draw. The, what he does in his shop is he's got a bag with like co- little mini coffee mugs with team logos on them. You put yeah. your hand in and you pull out the coffee mug and the logo, that's the team you get. So I pull it oh, in. Cool. I, so I luckily, like I had a two in 30 chance, a one in 15 chance of getting the Oilers. And then wow. that card popped out. And I mean, there were, the room was full and, you know, everyone was like, what, you know, they're all super jealous, but they're all like, they're also like, holy crap. And I was like, that's a that, So that's probably my best. That's awesome. My best pull ever. Yeah. That's your best pull. Now, going with your best pull, um, obviously you've been you, you've been doing it, and you obviously had some hobby mistakes in the mix as well. Now, I know you already said that you sold that card, but I don't know if that's the worst decision you've made from a hobby perspective. But if you want to drop some knowledge on maybe a, a learning experience or a, or a mistake that you've experienced in the hobby that you remember off the top of your head, like what would that one have been? Well, okay, for. First of all, I want to know uh, where are we going with Kyle right now, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I like to, I like to make the experience a very like intrinsic experience. So I like to think that you're always coming with me wherever I go. That's <laughs> what I like to do. Progress, you know? I bring everyone with me. It's always a story with me, Jeremy. You never know. Right now it. I'm down. Uh, if you want to know where I am, I'm actually down at the docks in the port of Montreal where all, nice. the, all the, all the good stuff comes in. That's where I'm at. <laughs> I love yeah. it. So mistakes wise, um, there was, so first of all, I've, I, I don't like, I don't sell a lot of cards that I buy for my personal collection. So luckily I've hung, I've hung on to a lot of gems that I bought in the eighties, nineties, and like, you know, five plus years ago. Yeah. But that said, um, the biggest mistake, and it's tough to call it a mistake because like, don't, don't sell really great cards like at the beginning of a pandemic that's what i've learned don't because (laughs) right in in june in june of last year i sold four pretty high grade opichi gretzky rookies psa five sorry five i sold four psa sevens and a a bgs 7.5 or seven i forget what it was but i sold those all right before they spiked and they spiked right like oh yeah oh yeah that was that was a i mean it was a mistake sure but you know i took that money and put it in something else so i'm not exactly i'm not bent about it but i learned that lesson i also on that same weekend i sold out i sold my 1981 top second year larry bird and magic johnson they were both psa nines Mm. and those cards spiked but the cool thing was was at the national in 2019 in Chicago, I bought my Magic Johnson PSA nine second year for like 60 bucks, and I sold wow. it a year later for 500 or something like that. Yeah. Now now it's like two grand. So again, I guess my 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 words of wisdom are, <laughs> you know, a pandemic is coming. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yeah. how can you predict that? Right? It's impossible. No. So, I mean, those that's probably like. If I had to say the other mistake that everybody in the hobby made was not buying enough cards a year plus ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. yeah, that makes sense. So you obviously you obviously did well, and you're still buying cards now, yes? 
Oh yeah. Uh, and where and and where do you find that? Like, are you finding now that you've been in the hobby a long time, you're buying more from specific people all the time now, or are you buying? Are you still sniping on like eBay or Facebook or Instagram? Like, where where do you choose or what do you find most of your transactions being? So like all of the above, really. I I don't buy. I shouldn't say I was gonna say I don't buy a lot on Instagram, but when you said like, do you buy from specific people? Yeah. In like in the beginning of at the beginning of 2019, I it's when I really went heavy into. Uh, 90s basketball inserts which was great timing so talk about mistakes that was the opposite of a mistake it, it yeah ended up being really you know good i haven't sold anything but anyway i bought a bunch of cards then and i bought them from specific people like offline that i met through instagram or i met one guy on um i think it was on blowout or somewhere like that and uh so i bought i bought a lot of that i find that the high-end basketball market is a lot of person to person, like private deals. So those yeah. guys I buy there. Yeah. I, I do a lot of eBay sniping. I buy a lot, a lot on eBay. Um, from all the all the sellers on there for the most part. You know, I, I watch out for low feedback people, but you know, I'm I'm every month when PWCC has their auction, I'm always like adding to my want list. And I <laughs> I have a US mailing address, so I get all my cards shipped to my to my brother down there and yes. uh and too. I get I get my mail days from him every <laughs> four to six months, and every month I'm like, all right, watch out because there's an order coming from PWCC or from Probstein or from whoever. whoever. Right? I mean, the guys that get the good cards. <laughs> yeah, are you, are you, yeah. Are you are you a raw grade guy or are you got, are you buying graded only at this point? I, so I, funny funny man, like I buy both. I buy raw, I buy graded, and I buy raw. I used to buy raw to get graded, but now with the cost of grading, I've just, I'm okay not having everything graded. So yeah. I'm pretty open to just about anything, but I do like, I do like slabbed cards. I think yeah. they just, they display it. But I like, hey man, I like a nice raw card in a one touch. I think it looks beautiful too. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. both, right? Oh, yeah. You want you want a piece of everything, right? You want to have a little bit of graded, a little bit of raw, a little bit of, like I said, it depends how you, I can see in the back there how you have your stuff displayed. So you like to have, it's a more uh, natural look when you don't have it slapped, right? It's the car and it's like raw form, which is nice. It's, it's a, I, I have, like I said, there's, there's different parts of this hobby, right? There's the resale part. There's the, there's the collecting part. There's, there's tons of it. So I agree with you. I like a lot of my PC to be raw because it looks good with just how it is like that. But I also love to have some nice gem mint tents sitting there. <laughs> sure. i think i think um i think from you you having a lot of people on your show and a lot of those people that you've had on the show you've had a lot of the grading companies on your show right um and obviously with the market and it's it's obviously a a a, a topic that a lot of people have a bone to pick with it um and um it's it's more tough i think for the people that are trying to get into the hobby than it is for the people who've been in the hobby for a little bit um but you know, uh, at this point, um, in your opinion, because um, everything obviously to everybody has has their own, um, who would you like, are, are you, do you have like a gauge level of where certain grading card companies kind of sit at? Um, do you prefer one more than the other and the reason why? Like, is there is there any that stick out more to you than another? And and kind of the reason why it would stick out a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, I mean you know, there's no doubt in my mind that the secondary market favors PSA above all else. Prices just prove that, I believe. 
Um, so, you know, to me, PSA and BGS and Beckett grading, both BGS and BBG, same thing, except yeah. eras, right? Mm -hmm. Both of those companies to me are like the one, two in terms of, you know, the experience that they have and their, their, uh, their acceptance in the marketplace. So I put them as, as one and, you know, if I'm going to rank them, I'm going to yeah. put PSA as, as number one, I'm going to put Beckett as number two. Jeremy, I have a question. I don't want to stop you. I have a question though. As a hockey guy, because a lot of the hockey guys that I know that are in the hobby are BGS guys. They're very big. It's it was a big part, right? A lot of those guys are like diehard BGS guys. So for you as a hockey guy, because of you don't like, do you like BGS more, even though you're ranking PSA higher? No, no, I don't like BGS more. Okay. Okay. No, I don't. Okay. But you see, for me, like. At the beginning, at the beginning of grading for me, 2008, I went to the national and I took my collection with me and I gave it all the PSA to grade for me. Eight bucks a card back then, like wow, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, right? it's like when yeah. you got <laughs> gas for five cents, <laughs> right? So, so I, I did that then, and then from there, it's like, well, I want my whole collection to be uniform in PSA slabs. So I stuck okay. with them for a while. Even the modern hockey cards, like the Young Guns and that, I even thought to myself, like my Cross, my Ovechkin, McDavid, I, okay. I want them to be uniform because they're, they're, they're going to be Hall okay. of Famers eventually, just like the other Hall of Fame percent. cards I've slapped. So right. I, was, I was one of the early guys who was happy to have my modern hockey slapped by PSA. Okay. Right. But I do believe, I do, you know, I think that, um, I think the general hobby figures that, you know, PSA for vintage, Beckett for modern, but that... That that kind of changed completely over the last couple of years, where now it's like PSA for everything in the greater hobby. For me, though, I will buy cards in BGS slabs, not vintage. So much. I don't want vintage BGS cards in my personal collection. To me, I want that consistency. But I have no problem buying Beckett graded modern cards, basketball or hockey. I've got several of them. Same thing with SGC. I don't have a lot of SGC cards. I had I think I had one or two. Until the national, I bought three of them at the national because I wanted the cards. Thought they and they're all they're '90s hockey and 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 basketball, two hockey and a basketball. And I wanted them because they just that's what the guy had and they looked good. And we were doing a deal. It's like the cards look great in those holders. So I was happy. What'd you to get, that. Jeremy? What'd you get? If you don't mind me asking. No, no, it's a it's a '96 Fleer Metal uh, Maryland. The, the one I showed today on Instagram, the ice card. Okay, the ice yeah, card yeah, 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 yeah. It's nasty. Yeah, yeah, okay, that one's. And sick, then yeah. there was a Shaquille O'Neal uh, that's jam. And a go. Shaquille O'Neal Netrageous. Those are the three SGC Ooh, cards I picked Shaq up. Shaq Daddy, Shaq Daddy yeah. all day. I like that. And they all right, they look it. great in those SGC holders. So, you For know, sure. I'm, I, I have no intention to cross them over. I, I don't care. Like, they look great. I'm happy with yeah. it. I'm, I'm now yeah. more open to having cards in my collection yeah. from other grading companies right. so end right. of the day if you want to do it you can do it too it gives you the option right just because yeah, you bought them like if you if it really bothered you you know what i mean and you at the end of the day you're like you know what i really want them to be you you cross if you really need to could, but, but you wanted the card it was the card that you wanted the card. not the slab it's exactly. the card it's, it's i want the card exactly. and the holder doesn't offend me so why not exactly just, i'm good with it's it i'm good with it yeah it keeps it in good shape and it's the card you wanted yeah, yeah and you know like sgc's that. been around like longer than beckett grading services oh yeah, yeah 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 so so to me it's you know sgc's got some reputation some track record so i would probably put you know i would i i, I think it's almost like the the third spot is kind of a, a tie for me because i really think that csg uh, mm. is is going to is going to uh really mm. make make way in the hobby and and claim their their piece of the pie maybe not yet i know people don't like their labels 
Yes. Because they look like medicine yeah. bottles and they're super they, tall. They, and they do, they do. Right? I mean, it, they, they do. do. The, the like labels, yeah. the, like the, lab, the label's terrible, but the slab is yeah. really nice, and yes. I trust, I trust in their graders. Yes, yes. So, I agree with you on that. Very established, right? Super the established. Are established. The company yeah. has a lot of money behind them. They're not going yeah, anywhere. A lot. They're gonna a lot of money. I think CSG has a has has the best chance of taking over number two if that ever happens from Beckett. So yeah. you got you got PSA, BGS, SGC, CSG, yeah, and then and then everybody else. Right. Everybody else is a and and everybody else, in my opinion, at this point that we know about right now, it's not even like a one, two, three, four, five. It's like a one, two, three, four, 12, 13, 4. There's nobody in the middle. Like there's a big gap between those four companies, in my personal opinion. And everybody else, right? What's your What's your take on HGA? <sighs> oh, they were. They I, were, I really want to know. Yeah, a lot of people have been talking about it. The it's slabs look topic, nice. Topic of conversation. The labels so. on the slabs look nice, in my opinion. But what's your, some, I want to hear your take from one of the yeah, goats. I mean, that's that's an opinion. I'm never going to yep. judge someone who likes this, the the labels. For me. I don't love it. I, I, I want the card to look good in the slab, but I don't want my eyes to constantly go up to the label. I want my, my eyes to stay on the card. Mm. So, but that's just me. I completely understand. You know, you take yeah. a beautiful painting or a print. It looks so much nicer in a nice frame, but are you looking at the frame or are you looking at the yeah. overall pack? Right. You're look, right. I'm looking at three yeah. things right now. I'm looking at the picture and the frame and the matting is kind of, in the peripheral, you know, I right. want the label to stay in the peripheral. I don't want it to become a key attraction of the unit itself. And to me, those those custom labels custom are they just they pull my <laughs> eyes up. From you the want card. the label? It's like a painting, right? At the bottom, it says who painted it, what it's about, and the name of the painting. That's what you want on your card, right? Because yeah. that's your personal preference, and you want them to be uniform, which is something that you said before. You like them all to be the same, so. HDA would not, it doesn't suit your preference and your, your likes. So like you said, it, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, a it's an opinion, right? Everybody, it's yeah, everybody, it's to everybody, their own. That's and what's like, so cool about the hobby. I love it. I love that. Everyone's different. Everyone's yeah, different. Like, and I completely understand why, you know, some people like that. And I, I don't judge or say, oh, how could you like that? Or no, it's like, yeah, hey, no. cool. You do you. you, you yeah. Do you. That's yeah. all good. That's all good. Right. So, My, so. My so take that, on that is just the, the your PC card. The PC cards goes in HGA for me, and the only reason why is because the sexier slab. It just looks sexy to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't. Am I gonna make money on my PC? We're going on another mission. We're going on another mission now. Now we're leaving the terminal. Okay, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so go, go, going into that, obviously HGA um, custom slabs and, and and kind of pulling away, uh, but. Um, you know, following and, and I've obviously meeting a couple guys and I know you got some pieces. I saw you talking with them. Um, but now we're going into, you know, card art, right? Oh, yeah. So there, there's, there's, there's the yeah. custom slab standpoint. And now there's this new wave of, of card, you know, pretty much Frankensteins, right? Like they're, they're literally going in there and they're they're That's pretty much what they're doing to these cards. And so now, um, obviously, you know, a lot of them, I saw that you got a couple pieces from a couple of the guys. And now what's your take on like, what's your opinion on that aspect of the hobby? I think it's cool, man. I think it's creative. I think it's, uh, I don't see why a card can can't be a canvas for original art. 
why not right why not it's it I, I have no issues with it at all it's 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 one artist's vision of what the card could have looked like or will look like with their art on it yeah um i mean some guys are like card killer he's cutting up refractors and turning cards into these beautiful shiny things right hats yeah then yeah you know and then and then you got the the currency project where they're taking cards and just painting on them and i've i've got i've got one right up that right there that's a that's a that's a lebron card painted looks crazy looks like a looney tunes that that's a lebron currency project card and then you've got donnie b donnie b collectibles yeah. who he takes cards and he like he makes them into these shadow box 3d type of things and you know and these guys are selling their cards on instagram on ebay they're they're selling for money because people are buying them and card killer set a record at the national his i believe it was, oh yeah was yeah. it the wilt Chamberlain or the jerry west the sold wilt. for like twenty five hundred dollars yeah and and the okay but get this before he before he customized that card it was a card that some kid had where the kid cut off the borders so it was totally trimmed innocently yeah and the card was like basically worthless and he converted it into like 2500 bucks by making it beautiful right right and I, and i think there's like even like when when we had a conversation it was at the night and we were at the uh like bean towns event yeah and then and they had you know the artists and you had blake jameson's and you had lauren taylor's and stuff like that and and that stuff is you know that, again that's that's even another step or another level and change um do you do you think that they're going to be um do you think that's something that's going to be sustainable in the hobby kind of like in, in years to come or do you think there's going to be more new people coming into it like there or is it just going to be a kind of its own its own its own thing own section yeah i mean maybe a bit of maybe a hybrid like i don't think you're going to see every hobbyist start buying card art right you no know? But I think there's definitely going to be a niche for it. And like, I don't see myself, you know, buying hundreds of these things, but I can definitely see myself building a collection of them because like, I'm, I'm always looking for new things to collect because I've been doing it for so long that I've achieved a lot of my collecting goals. So, you know, it's like, I'm ready for, I'm always looking to add something new and creative and, you know, yeah. relatively speaking, they're not, they're not a ton of money. Although the currency project, I mean, their cards, They've got cards that go for a thousand dollars, and they're they're Wild. just yeah, they're just hand painted on the card, but they're really nice. Yeah. Um, so I think there's going to be a, a place for it going for it. I only see it growing. Yes, I don't see it. 100. I don't, and I don't see it fading away. I think it's going to be a thing, but it's definitely not going to be for everybody. No, ex exactly. Um, now, uh, the one thing uh, you'll can I say? I'm going to say one thing on that though. The one thing that's really important about that is that it's just like paintings. When you get something commissioned, it's personal. So this card art thing is very important for that because someone like myself, so what I've been working on is, uh, I've been working on a project, it's mini helmet, RPA, and a Funko. Now to add to that, I would love to have a one-of-one -one art piece to go into that piece of glass that holds those things. So someone that's not just into necessarily the car or this, a collectible, it's very, very, it's a, like you said, it's a very niche thing, but. I could see a lot of people getting into it very fast. Well, and you know what else? Let me add that. Add this. This is kind of the cool. I think it's cool because I just, I just think it's cool. But a lot of these guys have a large followings on Instagram, and Instagram is really the the new home on the internet for a lot of of us collectors, right? It's where we go every morning and all through the day. 
And so these guys have these guys have uh, their own brands happening. So I, you know, for me, I follow them on Instagram. I've met them in person. I feel like I have a relationship with them. So I want to have a piece of their creativity. Right. So the more people who start doing it, if I like if I like your work, I'm probably going to want to collect. It's mo- it's like I'm collecting you. I'm yes. collecting a piece of the artist more than just the the player on the card. But if I can now marry a cool artist who I've met, who I have a relationship with, who I like to a, a nice piece of a, where the subject matter is a player that, that I really like. Hey, it's win, 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 win. Yeah. Player. Like card, anything, right. It's a conversation starter. It's something yeah. that you could be like, Hey, Oh, I met this guy. It's, it's a, everything's got a story behind it. Right. That's the coolest part about this hobby is that every card you have, you actually have a story chances are that kind of goes with that card right so it's like a picture book of just a massive collection that you can just pick up one at a time that's not connected which is super cool yeah well yeah yeah. and i and i think uh the the other side of it being like the world that we live in now social media instagram um the national like it was that kind of breeding ground where you're able to now attach who you've been talking to over the last year year and a half to an actual person and now it becomes that relationship build and where, you know, in my opinion, that's been the most valuable thing for the last two years that I've experienced. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not so much the cards that I've obtained or yeah. you know, going to the national, it's the people I've met and the people that I've built relationships with people I talk to on a daily basis, those kinds of things that are just invaluable. Like I lost 40, like, I don't know if you know this, but I lost 40 slabs on the way home from, from the national. Um, it got stolen out of my luggage uh, at uh, in in from Montreal to. They weren't Vancouver. just your my slabs. Bad. They weren't just my your bad. slabs either. My bad. And and and, and well, William, William Williams had some slabs in there too. So, like to go and and have that experience and still be able to walk away from going to Chicago with a good feeling, like it just kind of there, there's no value to it. You know what I mean? So you know you can come in. Things happen in the hobby. Things happen in life, and you just kind of kind of not dwell on it as as hard as you can, right? And just kind of move forward, but. Um, that being said, um, you know, I know there's, there's a cliche answer for this question that a lot of people have. So maybe if you want to try to veer away from it, but what's the most important <laughs> piece of advice that you can give to someone starting in the hobby? Ah, good question. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I know, you know, you know, the answer that, that you hear a lot. Yeah. Though, right? I know it. So- I know. I know. I know. No, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go with that because that's the obvious one to someone who's just starting in the hobby. The best advice I would give is, I mean, it it is a cliche, but it's not the one. It's that the most important thing truly is rarity, whether it's it's organic rarity or scarcity or even manufactured. It doesn't really matter. They're both rare. They're both scarce. So, you know, try to stay away from what it's kind of the opposite of the actual cliche. Stay away from whatever everybody, what, what the masses are chasing, unless you love it stay away from it and go for rare pieces because oftentimes the rare cards are even nicer for the most, you know, they, they, they're maybe have nicer foils or whatever, but they're also just rarer. And that's going to be, that's going to have more intrinsic value moving forward than the commodity type cards. So, and I think, you know, we saw the hobby, we saw the hobby spike in, you know, January, February, March, and then we saw it really correct since then but now it's leveled out again and people are always going oh the market's crashing or people leaving well no sure people are always coming and going there's always going to be some attrition in the hobby no matter what year decade like or any pandemic. market right jeremy like any market like exactly. any market like exactly. any market 
But what I the reason why I think we've seen prices of most commodity cards come down and even some, you know, goat rookies and that is because I think that the new entrants and by new entrants, I mean, people who came into the hobby over the last like 18 to 24 months, I think those guys and girls have gotten a lot smarter in 2021. And they now realize that, wait a second, I'm not going to buy that tops Chrome base PSA 10, even the, even the, 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 the prism silvers, the young guns, the top up, the tops baseball, uh, you know, paper rookies. I think that people are realizing that, you know, that card is not rare. So it has a sort of, it's got a long, it can fall a long way because there's just lots of them out there. So I think that, I think the new entrants and even some veterans have just gotten smarter and said, you know what, I'm not going to buy that. I'm, I, I still want to buy, I still want a Luca rookie or I still want a Luca or an important Luca card, but I'm not going to buy his base prism or his base prism silver because there's thousands of them. I'm going to buy a colorful parallel that's limited and numbered. And yeah. I think a lot of people have gotten out of their commodity cards and into the rare stuff. Yeah. And that's why the commodity cards have come down in value. I think it's time too, right? People are also becoming wise to that. Don't buy while, like you don't buy Trey Young cards while the Hawks are on a run. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like that's another big thing too, where immediate gratification comes into it. So there's a lot of people who are like, it doesn't matter what the price is. Sometimes when people want a card, they want a card. And there's a lot of money in this industry. So there's people who just are like, I don't care what your number is. I, I want the card. So whatever your number is, I'm taking it. So there's that too. And like I said, I think the other way too, where people are like, well, I'm just going to wait till the off season. And I'm sure that card's going to drop and then I'll buy it then. Cause I know I want to PC it. Why would I buy it now when it's high? Right. So there's a lot, I, I agree with you. I think people are much wiser and becoming more uh, in tune to the wave of the hobby. That's what I'm going to say. And, and, and it, it goes back again as well into like, just as something as simple as buying an SGC card, right. Um, in a sense of you just, when you bought those cards at the national, you just wanted the card. Yes. You wanted the rarity of the card. It wasn't a scenario yeah. of like, hey, what is everyone else getting? And I had this conversation with a guy today when he came and he picked up his card and he picked up his PSA graded card and he was like, I'm like, he, he's not for PSA at all anymore. And he's like, you know what? I don't, it doesn't matter to me. I'm going to collect these cards and I'm going to put up for whatever I feel because at the end of the day, the value of a card is what is the value of it to you right anyone, so it's yeah. to, to anyone right so if there's yeah, an emotional yeah. attachment or whatever it may be then you're just you have your emotional cards right you For have sure. those cards like if you're not like as much as people are like oh you can't be emotional about buying and selling cards it's like but i like like that's my pc that's the stuff that i love that's the stuff that keeps yeah. me going that's my hobby yeah. goals you know what i mean so like I, I i definitely i definitely get that for sure now now that now that the hobby's changed and adjusted um what do you like now most about the hobby. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's, I, I like the, I like the key aspects of it. I, I like, I'm not going to lie and say that I, that it's all about the people because it, it I love, I, I love that, but I love the cards still. I lo- you know what I love? I love that I can still find something new to collect. Like I can, oh, I can still, yeah after 40 years of building sets and collecting all the sports and I've still found new things to collect. And I think that that is, I just, I feel fortunate. I'm not bored. I'm not the least bit bored in the hobby, but you know, the, the obviously 
it's not the people, yes, but the community, you know, just the right. community, like the ability to like the friendships. Yeah. It's, I know this is cliche. It sounds cheesy and this and that, but you know what? Like I talked on the phone today on my way home from work. I, I called a buddy of mine in the hobby and we were talking and I said to him, I go, I, I said, this might, it came out naturally. I'm like, like, I consider you one of my close friends. You know, like I, I know you from the hobby. We've met in person one time, but how many times have we talked on the phone, done Zoom calls, whatever it is, you know? And it's just like, these friendships are awesome because it's not like we went to the same high school or we worked the same job 15 years ago. We are both passionate about cardboard and that- Pictures of men and women. <laughs> yeah. That's actually, Jeremy, Jeremy, what's really funny is that Technically, Castro just met Williams, and none of us otherwise have actually met face to face. So we're in the boat you were talking about. Is exactly what this is. We're all friends. We none of us talk about every boat. day. Yeah, we spent thirty four weeks day. talking to each other. Thirty four yeah. weeks, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. But so it's like it's it hits home. It hits home a lot. You know, like that's. As it should, because we don't yeah. need to be in each other's physical presence anymore no. with, with, in this world of virtuality, yeah. right? So it's it's pretty awesome. And yeah. it's also like, because you think about your, your friends from high school, right? You, you guys yeah. all have your buddies from high school. You probably still have them. But I bet you enjoy spending time with these guys more than you do those guys. Because, <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe not. But, right, I mean, you have all this in common. Like, right. if I'm going to hang out with all with a bunch of friends... It's my hobby friends that I feel the, like, I don't know. I feel really close to them in a short amount of time where my high school buddies, it's like, we're family. We're, we're actual like brothers. Yeah, you know? yeah, There's yeah, difference. Yeah. It's because this is a passion that we all share. Right. right. So yeah. I feel like also if my interests are the hobby, then obviously I want to talk with people whose interest is also the hobby. Uh, right. Yeah. So it makes sense. I, I get it. Especially if it's something that you spend an enormous amount of time doing and consistently always thinking about obviously it's weird to hang out with your friends but oh i just got this new psa they're like what the hell is that you know like, <laughs> yeah yeah there's that? nothing like getting a card you love it you're so proud oh. of it and like a buddy comes over for to hang out and you show it to him he's like he does he, he does this it's like he drops it gives it back to you so so going going into the last question um what is what is your holy grail card if you had to pick one card out of your collection what is that holy grail card see i don't i this is one of those questions i just i can't answer man because like if but i can here's what i can answer like i i in my personal collection I've got so many cards that that I could that I could answer. Like I can't pick one. I cannot pick one. If I was forced to pick one card to keep, I'd probably just sell that card and everything else too. Like to no point. Hold on, Jeremy. If your house is burning down, you can run in, save one card. What are you going to get that you'll miss forever? <laughs> Burn it all. Burn it all. <laughs> You're going in to get something. You gotta go get something. Hey, man, I, 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 I felt that same way about my life. I felt that same way about my luggage. I said to myself, I was like, I might, they might as well just took my whole luggage. Like, why just take my slabs out? Why don't you take the rocks <laughs> and the hobby boxes that were sitting in there while you're at it? You know what I mean? Like, that yeah. would, I wouldn't feel like wrong. Which player would it be? Is it Timu? 
No, I mean, I'd probably go for the most valuable at that point. It would be about the money if I can only, because I'm going to then sell that and get out of the hobby and pretend and and just like, because I'm going to be, my life would be devastated if I lost my collection, literally. Which card, which card are you going to miss the most then when your house burns down with your cards? Maybe, maybe at this point, maybe at this point, my, my, uh, the card that pops in my mind is my Wayne Gretzky PMG green from 2012. (laughs) That one probably. Like that guy. I like how he says it so casually, like it's like, <laughs> like a definary. He's like, you know, a little PMG green, just a little thumb thumb on the side. PMG green. But I, you know, but there's others. There's there's too many. I mean, but I'd probably go for my most valuable card, which I I think at this point I think would be my Michael Jordan Jambalaya, which Oof. is like a BGS. That's a true gem plus. It's a really nice Ooh. copy. I, wow. that, I think that's my I think that's my most valuable card. But that's a sick card too. I like that yeah. card a lot. But it's not that's my favorite. Nice, it's not my favorite it's a card. Nice like, card though. It's a nice Jackie Robinson. Card. My boy yeah. Jackie Robinson Jeez. rookie. I mean, that might there be the card go. I pick. That might be the See, that's, that's, the coolest, that's the coolest part about the hobby is that you can go backward and forward whenever you want to whatever year you want. That's right. a thing that's amazing sport. about it. You want vintage, you want modern. <laughs> you can you can go into a time machine into whatever year you want and pick out those guys. So have you, you guys if you're following me on Instagram, you should go check out these posts I did around Christmas time when people were doing their Christmas tree posts. I did two of them, one with vintage and one with modern. The oh, modern is all hot. Oh, to check that out. Parts. Yeah, I have you'll to check see, it out. You'll see too. why I can't pick one card if you go look at okay. the okay. <laughs> I got I got a good question for you. If money wasn't an issue and you could get any card in the world, what would you get and why? I like this one. I like this question, Williams. Um I I think at this point, I mean the the card has to be available. Like and you know, people are gonna say 50 tops Mickey Mandel or the Honus Wagner yeah. like, It wouldn't That's, be those two for me. They're yeah. great and I'd love to own them. But it's not those two. For me, the one card I would want would probably be the Precious Metal Gems, Michael Jordan. And I mean, sure, I'd love a green, but it's not it's impossible. So probably the red one. The, yeah. the red, the red Michael Jordan. So I, I, nice. I, I prefer that over a LeBron James um RPA. I, I don't I'm not a big, I'm not a humongous fan of one of one logo man and NHL shields. Mm. I don't, I don't, those don't turn my crank as much as a I like I like simple straight cardboard with nice foil and and or acetate, you know. So it'd probably be the LeBron. That's my that's my my number one card on my want list is sorry, not LeBron, the MJ yeah. PMG red. The yeah. truth came out awesome. there at the end. So what about a triple auto? What about a triple auto? Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and LeBron James. Same card, hardwood. Now it doesn't do it for you. No, oh, man. I saw one I of those the other day. It was doesn't... literally one of the most beautiful cards I've ever seen. Except it was a sticker auto, so it's like, Bleh. yeah. <laughs> I'm not a huge. Autos. I love some autos, but autos aren't aren't my jam. You They're like clean. Not... You like clean cut. Like I said, it's it's just like you said. You like uniform, so you like you like it to be simple but nice. I, I like, like really... rare inserts. Rare inserts yeah, are my thing for sure. I, and I like you that... said, the '90s. The '90s. That's literally what you said. You like the '90s, so that's what that I, is. I've even, I've even seen, I've even seen um, PMGs of like the new hockey, and because those crossed my path a little bit. And like, I just wish that Upper Deck was not like. I just wish that there was other companies making some of these other sports. In my opinion, like it, it's one of those things where I think that, like, for instance, like for for you being the PMG Red, 
like I think I saw like a PMG like purple of like a Connor McDavid um, that's mm. like numbered. It was like an employee. Like, oh, there's, yeah, yeah. There's, there's two. There's two purples. There's the employee version. There was also mm-hmm. a purple version out of five. But yeah, purple version of the five, right? And so like like I think I was like I heard news. I I believe if I'm not mistaken, if you correct if you can correct me, um, that Upper Deck is bringing back some of their old artists. No, um, other, no. So no. Let me let me let me, me just let me just yeah. correct let me let me nice yes so do so for deck is is bringing back a lady by the name of Jean McLeod who was one half of Arena Designs. Arena Designs is oh, a wow. design firm that designed that worked for Fleer and Skybox in the 90s. They created the PMGs, the Jambalayas, the Essential Credentials, all these amazing cards. Those are their brain children. And uh, they got out of the business in the late 90s, and they are just coming back now. And Upper Deck has hired her to design cards for their products moving forward. That must have been a nice check they wrote her to come back and make inserts again. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, she's something. It's not going to be. It's not going to be super crazy. Like she's an artist, right? She's an artist. She wants to work, but she's coming on my show. in the next, I forget what day, but I've got her book to come on. Oh, nice. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. There, there you go. So, so there's a, there's a, there's a segue. Everybody look forward to watching that show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I look forward to Jeremy correcting me and all my, all my data. <laughs> that I, that I pick up. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry about again, that, I'm bro. okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm totally August okay 27th. August 27th. August she's 27. coming on with me. Nice. Nice. Hey, but speaking of PMGs, that right there, that's a Mike Tyson. Hey. I'm gonna show, I'm gonna grab these one sec. One oh sec. yeah, let, let's see, see those beans. I want to see that Tyson. I want to see that Tyson. That's filthy. So these three cards, I call Damn, I call tall. this I call these my sh- my shirts off cards. My shirts off cards. Oh Hogan. Oh what? Those no way. Amazing. Yeah, Phelps? these are awesome. So these are to me are these three guys. It's their best cards in my opinion. I mean, I oh yeah, Tyson's got some older wow. stuff. So does Hulk Hogan. Phelps. Has some autos, but for me, these are there. These are just that awesome, Tyson awesome cards. card is so nice. Yeah, like awesome. yeah, that's a like really that. so. So when those came out, like, because obviously those are three different sports, three different categories. Did they come out all in like the same packs, or were they out in different packs, different years? Like, what was the take on that? Because I know you know the de- the depth of that for sure. Yeah, they're they're employee. They're they're see right on the top there. They're employee exclusives. They're all out of hundred and twenty five. So what so happened was sick. Upper Deck produced 125 sets of these. There's six cards. I only have three of them. I'm missing Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, and uh, uh, a boxer whose name is escaping me. Uh, Pacquiao, maybe? I'm not sure. No, Delahoy- Oscar De La Hoya. It's Oscar De La Hoya. Oh, De La Hoya. There you go. Nice. So that, was the, that was the six-card set. They gave them to all the employees, and then the employees end up selling them, right? It's like a bonus for them. So that's what those are. But they're, they're still precious metal gems, and they – they kind of have the respect of the hobby that a pack pulled PMG would have. Okay. Right. Are you on the hunt for those other three at this point? Or is that something? Just the woods, from? just, just the tiger woods. woods. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need the other two at all for myself. Yeah. Speaking, enough, speaking of on the hunt, the national, uh, what was, what was your game the plan? Go, what was the your game plan going into the national? Space. I love the national. Yeah, yeah, that's why I smiled. That's why I smiled, man. Like a, like a kid in candy store. He's like, we're going where? Oh, you've we're never, you've never been, you never been, oh, Kyle. I know, I know. Yeah, I the, Kyle had the biggest FOMO. 
I can't, I can't. But the thing is, I can't go because I would just. I'd be like, we. Why do we have to leave? Why should we leave? We should just stay here. <laughs> just stay here. Just stay here. And I tell, I tell my wife and my kid, I'd be like, listen, it's been great. We had a good rest. <laughs> the here. We gotta either move here or I don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, I know. See, I'm, 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 I'm sad because the national. I can't go to the national next year already. It's already pre, pre-planned. And it's because uh, I'm planning for a wedding that falls on the exact same weekend of the national. So I'm like, I, I, I guess we can, I can, I can, I can try to see if I can do a honeymoon in Atlantic City, <laughs> but, but I don't know, I don't know how the wife would feel about that. Yeah, one. yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Yeah, well, first of all, you 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 messed up your your planning. That's for sure. <laughs> major, yeah. major your priorities are your priorities are not in order. No, no, no. My my game plan, I, th- I think uh, Williams. I think the question was, what was my what was my plan or what was that what you yeah. asked what was your game plan going into the nationals and did you hit that game plan so okay so i have a very contrarian view of how to go to the national i saw a lot of content leading up to the national and one of the biggest and maybe the best pieces of advice so many people put out there on, on content creators was go into the national with a plan you need a plan well i do not think so i do not need a plan i do not want a plan I want to be able to be versatile and, and right. And just like, I don't know what I'm going to find there. There's not like, there's yeah. not like one card I need. Now, a lot of collectors are looking for to finish their 75 one, top two. set, yeah, right? Or exactly. they're looking for, they need three more baseball hall of famers for their set registry, right? That's not, I'm work. There's so many cards I could potentially purchase. I'm just going to buy the best one I find that I want. And and then a few more. So I went in with no. My plan was actually so at the Atlantic City National in whatever year that was last time, seventeen or eighteen. I went to that one. I had I was planning to be there the whole five days. Spent all my money with like within three hours of getting there, and I didn't <laughs> I didn't know nearly as many people then as I do now. So I like I ran. I, I was I was actually bored. So I switched my flight from leaving on Sunday to leaving on Friday because I'm like, what yeah. am I going to do here? I I don't I don't know anybody. I have no after hours events. And I'm out of cash. So I left early. So this time, my plan was don't spend all your money on day one. That was my plan. Yeah. That's a hard plan to follow. That's a super hard plan to follow. And I I, I totally botched it. Day one. (laughs) Day one, I walk in. I'm kind of cruising the floor. Three o'clock or so, I see a card that I never thought I'd see. And it's priced at more money than I even brought with me. And I bought it. I, I, I tried to negotiate with the guy, right? <laughs> I bought it. I bought it. I, I tried to negotiate with the guy. I'm like, he, he's asking X amount of dollars. I said, well, will you take X minus 20%? He's like, no. I go, will you take X minus 10%? He's like, no. And actually, and he wasn't, he wasn't BSing me. He's like, actually, I forgot my price gun. So if you don't, if this doesn't sell today, I'm marking it up by 33% tomorrow, like to a new number. And I'm like, I don't blame you. I would too. I'd probably pay that too, right? <laughs> you're, like, you're like, thank God I saw you today because I was going to be the asshole tomorrow. You're going to pay 33% more. God damn. Exactly. So I, so we're, so he, I, I did not negotiate a single dime off of his price. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll take it. <laughs> and right away right away he's 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 like i could tell that he had seller's remorse right away he's like oh like i love yeah it. anyway i go okay i go but here's the cash bro i don't have the cash <laughs> like, i'll take it but i can't pay for it so 
we start talking about PayPal, wire, how am I going to get you the money, right? And especially being Canadian, it's even tougher. I go, yeah. I'll find the money. Hang tight. I'll find the money. I promise you don't sell the card to someone else. So I go back to my, I had a little booth there. I go back there and um, there's my, my brothers there and, and uh, my, my other buddy and another guy that I know pretty well. And I'm like, guys, I just bought a card, but I, I need to borrow like, like over like five into the five digits. I mean, I need to borrow a lot oh, of money, okay. right? Okay, you bought a real a real card. You yeah, a yeah. Real card. <laughs> yeah. It was in, okay. it was it was it was over five digits. I mean, I got I got to okay. borrow that. the one guy. This guy I know. He goes. He goes. Yeah, no problem. I got you. I can lend you the money. I'm like, what? Seriously? He's like, yeah, whatever you need. I go. I go. So then I throw out the twice the amount. I go. So would you lend me this money? He goes. Yeah, whatever you need. Like let's say it was. It was, let's say it was 40 grand I need. I'm like, would yeah. you want me 80? He's like, yeah, no, no problem. Whatever you need. I'm like, wow. Oh. Yeah, really like, good anyway. friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just messing around. But You hanging out with Rob G? <laughs> <laughs> so it was much less, it was much less than 40 grand. I'm just throwing that out there to throw no, it no, off no, the but scent. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, he lends me the money. I go back, I buy the card. And, um, and, uh, and then my plan was, because I borrowed the whole amount. So I kept all the cash that I had with me that I brought. But I'm like, I'm not, I can't really spend this money now, right? So at the end of the show, right. I actually paid him back most of what I owed him with the cash that I hadn't spent. Okay. And then, not most, but some, because I, I took less than five figures with me, right? Crossing the border. So anyway, yeah, yeah, for sure. I bought that card, totally threw my plan out the window. I kind of was, was limited in what I, could, what I could do for the rest of the show, but I was so on cloud nine with that one card. And the show was so much about the social aspect that it didn't matter. I saw it a great week overall. Well, what was it? I'll show you. <laughs> yeah, Whoa. I got to see this, man. I showed it on Instagram. Okay, okay. okay. So everybody, everybody, everybody's seen it already. Yeah, people have seen it, but I'll show it, I'll show it to, to you guys and your audience here. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. So it's 2000. Okay. It's like, it's a 2009. I understand the five digits now. It's, yeah. from Day, it's from exquisite basketball too right it's not even from a hockey product hockey, so this yeah, this set exactly. so it's an it says exquisite rookie patch it's obviously not a rookie card but it's a flashback michael jordan has a card in the same set right. and uh beautiful three color oilers piece numbered out of 25 wow. on card auto and the autograph it's hard to tell but it's like the, it's the beautiful beautiful blue and bold yeah, patches yeah. is awesome it's clean too it's super clean the auto the nine yeah, the autos like the autos are done 10. Yeah. Like it's not going to grade and it's probably going to grade an eight, five or something like that. But it's not even about, it's not, not even about no, it at that point. No. Right? It's not about that. To me, the card. I, 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 I truly believe this is Wayne Gretzky's best card ever produced ever. Like really? to me, this is, yeah. Like he's got, he's probably, he's got a shield, which is fine, but I don't even, I mean, I'm not even counting that. That's. Have you seen another one? Yes, I've seen a couple others. Of, yeah, I know okay. a couple guys. Who have this. <laughs> okay. People are saying on on uh, on here, man, that card is unreal. <laughs> <laughs> but it literally, it, like I said, when you come up to your, I feel like it's when you come up to your buddy and ask him for the money, and you're like, "What are you getting?" You're like, "Oh, I'm getting a Wayne Gretzky on card patch auto." They're like, "Oh, okay, here's the money, bro. Go get your card." Like, <laughs> I, 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 oh, okay, okay. It's hard to well, say no to someone. Is, and the cool thing, though, is that I, I've gone over with a couple of my buddies who really collect Gretzky Euler pieces, right, and right. there's maybe five different cards Upper Deck ever produced that have Euler game used 
pictured in northern jersey with an auto with an on-card right. auto maybe right. five cards like there's a limited logos from one year there's an ult- okay. upper deck ultimate collection there's a so authentic rookie quite, rookie review so quite rare yeah there, there might be i don't know there might be 70 cards that have these characters wow. these attributes on it so to me and this is the one that is going to appeal most, I believe, to basketball collectors too, because it's from a basketball product. It looks like LeBron's rookie. Wouldn't LeBron James recognize Gretzky's greatness and want to put this beside his own RPA? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I see what you mean. I see where you're coming from. To me, me, this card is uh, is the ultimate uh, the ultimate hockey card. It's like it's kind of like if you were to get the goats of every sport and have a patch auto of it. You'd have Gretzky, you'd have Mike or LeBron. Do you know what I mean? Like you'd be doing it like that, where you, like you said, it's an exquisite like brand of all the sports. Very cool, very cool. I like that a lot. That card is absolutely that's, ridiculous. I, that's amazing. <laughs> I, I think the I, I think the other thing that a lot of people um like that might not understand it is that the the amount or not the amount, but the the amount of growth still that hockey has that that has to come to the table. Oh. Right. So the value of that card of whatever that value is now, in my opinion, is going to be a lot you know, lower than what it's going to be in 10, 15 years from now. Um, and solely because if you look even just I, I don't know if you've ex- you experienced it because you look you obviously found a hockey card at the national. And I don't even think finding a hockey card was very easy to do at the national in the first place. It was. You know what I mean? So um, you had a very few amount of tables that had hockey cards on them. Um, but the ones that you did find obviously were, you know, big but guys. That's, that's what's there. That's what's guy, at the national right there. Guy that had, type of hockey cards. Yeah, that's true. The guy that had this card, it, he might've had one other hockey card on his whole show. He actually had a PMG red Michael Jordan at his oh table. My oh my God. Okay. <laughs> oh, so this guy yeah, has big boy did. cards. That's what he is. He's a big boy card holder. Big boy card if he's got, he's a, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So, for sure. so how was that? How was that fight? No, no one that has fight? that. No, but the fight, the fight to pick that card versus the other card yeah, that you wanted to have. The, oh, the there, price. there was the no, price. this card to me was the, this card to me was like the best card in the building. So okay, that wasn't the most, okay. I mean, there were LeBron RPA, there were the Brady contenders, autos, all yeah. this stuff. But to me, this is, this was the card to the show. And, um, and like I said, even though I, I, I blew my wad on day one, there was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My wad of cash. There was felt good though. Felt good yeah, though. There was, yeah. I was, yeah. It made my show. And and I'll tell you this, uh the like the day I got back, I was offered forty percent more than I paid for it. There, there you go. go. Oh yeah. And of course, go. of course, it's there like NFS, not not for sale. Yeah. 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 yeah, of course, of course, of course. Like I said, that's, that's a that's a piece, like I said, you you want to almost like it sounds weird, but like that's a piece you pass down. Yeah. It's almost like you know, like it's it's not a there's pieces that you get that in your head you're like Oh, I can make so much money off this. You never will see a dime of that card that you spent money on. You will no. never see a dime of it because nope. you're just gonna keep looking at it, keep enjoying it. We're like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just like it's not gonna happen. You know, it's not. Uh, no, may- maybe, maybe I sell it and buy my daughter a house. You know what I mean? That's, you know, the thing. You know, that's what I'm saying. Okay, but yeah. I'm saying otherwise though. Like unless it's a big, like a move, like you just said, it's not going anywhere. No. That's not no. going anywhere. That's awesome. No, it, I love it's, that. It's, I love that. I think the, I think the, like, like you said, like every content video that you watched was, what's the plan? What's the plan? What's the plan? Yeah. And like, yeah. I, I was, I was the opposite. I was like you. I said, 
what if there's something that I'm going to experience that I'd miss because of, of, of this plan? Yeah. Right. Don't so limit, like, don't limit yourself. Don't put yourself in a box. This yeah. is the best show in the world. There's so many things that you can't even imagine might be there that you might want. Don't go in with a, with a rigid plan. Your, yeah. your plan could be, you know, your path through the booths. That might be your yeah. plan yeah. to make sure you see everything, but don't plan what you're going to buy. At least, I mean, I, some people need the plan and I get it, but for me and certain, uh, certain type of uh, hobbyists like myself, having a plan is, is, is going to stop you from buying what might make your whole show. And mm. if I, I, just, I mean, it was more you? money. It yeah, was over that's... my budget. It was over my budget. So it was way out of my plan. Yeah. Good how question, have, Kyle. Yeah. How many nationals have you been to? That was my 13th. Wow. Okay. So that was your 13th. National. That was my first. And it blew my no, mind. That's really, that's really, I feel like, but the thing is like, you don't need a plan because you are the plan. I, it sounds weird, but like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like you don't need a plan. It, it's like, it would be like, it's like going to the same thing over and over again. And just be knowing that you're looking for something new. Every yes. time you go to yes. the national, you're looking for something new that you that's haven't already seen, which that's is really cool. Yeah, that's, that's the really plan. Cool. That's like the plan. That. I met it. There was a guy I saw there yeah. who bought a, a type one photograph of Satchel page. He showed it on his Instagram. Ooh. thing, And it's like, not even a card, but it's a type one. No, photo. No. I don't, I don't yeah. know a lot about these things. He's like, it's the first time I bought a photo. He went there without planning it, but he bought it because he loved it. Yeah. That's how you do the national. Be yeah. open. Yeah. Or you don't know what you like. You don't yeah, know what you like till you get exactly, there. Exactly. Exactly. There's so much stuff there. It's it blo- it, it <laughs> literally blows your mind. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, I, I did. I, I did have a question because I feel like this is a cool question to to like to, to hit is obviously going to the national this time around versus the third the twelve other times that you went. Um, things have changed. The sports card lives going. Um, you have a lot of people that watch you all the time. You have a lot of uh, hobby friends that you've met online and things like that. How was that adjustment and change? Like, you know, where did you find that you're getting stopped every 20 seconds being like, Hey, you're Jamie Lee. Like, like I want to take a picture blah, blah, blah. Like, did you like that? Is that something, is that something like, that like what me and Castro for? did? Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. I was like, hey, man. Oh my God. Hey, is that you? <laughs> Dude, he's freaking tall. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah I, that experience. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I loved it. I, I loved when people wanted to meet me. Of course, like who wouldn't, right? That that's just we're we're humans, right? We want we want to be liked. We want to be. Uh, yeah, we want to have natural. friends. At least if you're yeah. if you're a people person, which which I am. So it yeah. was awesome. But I'll tell you, I I asked more people to take a picture with me than people did ask to take it the other way around. I I was yeah. the one asking to take pictures with people because. I wanted to to have these memories and make sure I had yeah. pictures of people that I met that I've enjoyed interacting with over the last year and a half. So, so that, that, but the, you know, the, that, that was awesome. Meeting the people was why I, you know, there was no boredom at all, but yeah, when I was walking around the show and I wore a sports cars live shirt a lot of the time. And so people would like, they'd see the shirt and then they'd look up and they'd be like, and a lot of people just listen to it. They don't watch it. They listen to it on podcasts. They look right. at me, are you the guy that's where I go? Yeah. They go, Oh yeah. I recognize your voice. I'm like, that's kind of weird to me because most of the con- consumption of my content comes from YouTube, but right. in any event, yeah, it was, it was, it was cool. People, some people recognize me from my voice. They're like, Oh, I thought I knew that. But then they'd look and that say, is oh, yeah. a weird, yeah, yeah, that is a weird thing to know. Cause you're like, what do you mean? You know me from my voice? I know. Yeah. So they're like, you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that, that happened a few times. 
But the biggest, aside from, aside from, you know, kind of having some, um, being known a little bit more in the hobby now than I was at any previous national, this national was, as, as you know, and everybody's been talking about, was like the Wednesday, which is like the slowest day usually, besides Sunday, was the busiest ever I've seen a national on any Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. So, the, it, it, and young, the, the average age was the youngest I'd ever seen it to. Do you think Do you think that's because there was a gap in nationals and people were so varying because they didn't get to go last year? Or do you think it's because the hobby has grown so much in that year that people wanted to just explode while they were there? I think it's more the latter because I, okay. heard, I heard that 40 percent or 60 one of the two uh, of the attendees were first-time attendees so that's growth that's hobby okay. growth. Okay. Yeah. okay massive, hobby okay. Growth. massive okay. growth now okay. i mean wow. if, if having missing the show last year might have had a slight impact on the attendance right. this year but if there was a show last year this year i think would have been the exact same it wouldn't it wouldn't have been any different this year than than okay had there also okay. then had there also been a show last year okay Interesting. I think I hope that made sense. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah it made sense. Yeah, yeah, it definitely did. made sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I again, um, we can go on. Um, you know, uh, I think that's all I have for you. Like maybe we can go on. If you have any questions from the from the listeners, Drew, is there anything that anybody? Can I ask one more, uh, Williams? Can I ask one more? Yeah, go no, ahead. you can't, Kyle. Have, You're uh, not allowed. I, have <laughs> I know we have like a time frame, but I hate. I hate the time frame. I hate the can. Like I hate that shit. But. Who was your favorite? I know it's the worst thing to do because then you have to be like, oh, you didn't say it was me. Your fa- Who was your favorite person that you met at the National? <laughs> I know that's, I know, that's, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's a weird, it's a shit question because technically you have to ostracize all the other people that you didn't mention. But I'm sure there's one person, maybe, you know what? Who is I got the it. I got an answer. That you met? No, I got okay. an answer. Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. It was uh, Gene McLeod from Arena Designs. That was my nice, favorite. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Yeah, I actually Good. met her at an event Wednesday night, and uh, so we were chat. I was chatting with her, and okay. um, she's a very, very nice lady. And so she showed me her her wedding ring, which is of uh, an emerald. Okay. Okay. And it is that that ring on her finger that inspired the precious metal gem greens Ooh. because she w- because when she was given the name of the product being precious metal gems, she thought gems, her favorite gem is the emerald. It's her birthstone. It's her wedding ring. So she showed it to wow. me and I took a picture with her and I said, I said, all right, Jean, put your, put up, put your ring up. So there she is. And she's got the ring showing on her face. Oh, so that that's ring, so cool. That's that so ring on cool. her finger is what inspired precious metal gems in that's, the first place. That's wow. awesome. It's so cool. It's so cool because every card has a story. Yeah. So that cool. for a story. Though? So that cool. Yeah. That that's amazing, amazing, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm not going to lie. A lot of knowledge. That's really cool. You know what I mean? I, 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 super cool. I think this is probably the, like the, our, 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 our best episode in a sense of like, learn like like knowing and learning these things that oh, a lot incredible. of people don't know and these are things yeah. in my opinion are things that that people need to know you oh, know what God, i mean yeah. because i think the more that people know about these things then your gears turn and they change and it allows you to kind of go down the rabbit holes of having fun and keeping you yeah. long long in the hobby right so um yeah. I, I the I, other I, the other piece of advice i'd give someone sorry to, to cut you off but the other no, piece no. of advice is to you got to be watching sports cars live 
Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. 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 You're missing out. You're missing out. You're missing everybody, out. everybody, if you haven't watched the episode now, go check them out. Go subscribe. Hey. Go click that yeah. like button. You got Whatever time. You, you, got time. You, you got 109. Time. You got 109 episodes to catch up on. Get to it. Let's get it. <laughs> there, there's my sticker. You like that? Did you see that? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So Jay, Jay Lee underscore sports card live on Instagram as well. Sports cards live. Jay Lee underscore sports cards live on Instagram. Um, We got some questions from our listeners. Now they want to know, Steve Sue wants to know what is your, Best hockey PMG you own? It, I have the Gretzky green from twenty. I also have the Crosby green from uh, th- from twenty twelve. So those well, are yeah. those are the and my I think those are the two best PMG hockey cards ever made. I think so. I mean, those are I guess the grails of grails of PMG for most. I people. think so. I mean, there, there's, a, there's a McDavid out of five, the purple, but to me, the Gretzky and Crosby out of tens are still better. Uh, so yeah, those, those one, those two for sure. Yeah. It just hasn't done as much. Right. I mean, there's a lot less work done from David. Right. So, I mean, we're talking about, I I mean, for me, two of the top five hockey players all time. time. So I mean, give give McDavid a couple Stanley cups and, uh, and now he can be in the conversation. Is he, is he one of the craziest hockey players all time? For sure. We haven't seen anybody like McDavid here, but I'm telling you right now, not touching Gretzky and Sidney Crosby right now. That's all, you know, it's just different. Yeah. He's got, he's got ways to go. Thanks for the question to uh, that asker. Yeah. Also, they want to know if you collect any UFC cards, and if so, who? I don't. I, I've had some pass through my hands before. I don't collect any, but if I did, it would be George St. Pierre, hands down. Yeah. Georgie. Yeah, yes. Georgie. I saw. I went to. I went to UFC one. Oh, I forget. It was in like 2011 something like that in Toronto. And I saw George St. Nice. Pierre fight and uh, he, he'd definitely be my guy. Nice. Canadian pride, baby. I love it. Yeah, totally. So what is the, <laughs> this is, this comes from my little brother, Nick. Uh, what is the rarest piece you have? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've got several one of ones, but let's, you know, let's, let's uh, ignore those. Um, I've got a, oh man, I've got, I've got, (laughs) I've got like, I've got a 1909 Honus Wagner card. It's not the T206, but it's a, it's it's an American (laughs) caramel card. That's really cool. Um, I've got a Joe DiMaggio card. I've got his his card. That's sick. Uh, so I mean the rarest piece. Gosh, I mean, yeah, I've, I've got a whole collection. Nineteen oh nine, nineteen oh nine. Like, is that? Would you say that's your like, oldest card that you have? That that card in nineteen. Not my oldest. No, I, I have a card from eighteen eighty eight. That's like a an oversized card of um, uh, it's like a picture of people playing hockey. It actually looks like they're playing um, what's the sport with a curved stick at the end instead of the straight blade i can't think oh well it's uh but it's it's supposed to be a hockey card it's made by a, a baking soda company or it was used to advertise a baking soda baking oh, soda from 1888 but i've got lots of rare cards like lots okay oh, that's absolutely like 
I think it, like in my head, I don't know why, but the moment you said like 1909, I was there like, what was paper made of back then? Like, what's happening here? Like, what is going? Like, what's Still going trees. on? Like, like it was just Still like, no, I know, Still you know, I know, but I'm saying like, what was a card stock back in 1909? You know what I mean? Like, what, how do you even have something that's 120? Like, you know, like it's not a metal. It's not like it, it's very easier for stuff that's, to get destroyed like that. You know, like it's, it's crazy. That's why that's it's crazy. so cool that, that these very things rare. survived that's so rare. long and people yeah. collected yeah. them and took care of them. You know, I have a complete yeah. here. Here's the answer to uh, to your to younger Nick's question. Your younger brother is um, I have a complete set of the first hockey card set ever made. The 19, 1910 uh, C56 set. It's got it's the first wow. hockey cards ever made. 36 card series. I have the whole thing graded. Um, it was wow. Yeah, I've had that for, yeah, had that that's for a long incredible. time. That, that's and that, incredible. And, that, and that's something that would never leave your collection at this point. And uh, uh, you know, know it. Ooh. I've always thought that. <laughs> I mean, some some it shouldn't. It should not ever leave my collection. But it's the kind of thing that like. Do you know if it's the only one, Jeremy? No, it's not. It's like eleventh or twelfth on the set registry at PSA. So it's far from the best set or. Not far okay. from it, but there's probably 40 complete sets that are known type of thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Still, I mean, that's that's pretty low for a oh, set. It's, it's a very right. important set. It's got 36 yeah, yeah. cards. I think 21 are Hall of Fame rookies. You know, yeah, Art exactly. Ross. It's, okay. And it's important oh, wow, players. Wow, yeah. Wow. Like that's the really players that cool. Can, yeah. 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 They mean that's something cool. to the league. Yeah. Yeah. Their, their names are on trophies and stuff. I get it. That's cool. I, my, my favorite card. You know, back to what one card I have a you know the the bit here I'll show you this because um I don't this isn't the card itself but this Babe Ruth card here oh man this sold yeah. this was part of that doctor that doctor who passed away of COVID in Florida sold his right. family sold his collection yep, for like, yep. yeah this this card here sold for four million dollars it's a PSA nine I have this card in an SGC five and it's probably my favorite card because. To me, it's the best baseball card like ever made as far as vintage goes, because it's ba- it's it's not Babe it's Ruth. not Babe Ruth's rookie. It's not it's not his sporting news from 1916. It's not the right. Horace Wagner, but it's the it's just got that beautiful belt, yellow background. He's in a classic stance. It's just such an awesome card. It just too. looks like that old like I don't know why it's like we're go- I, it's, it's gonna sound weird that I'm gonna say this, but it's like those old like posters, like we're going to war, or like we're yeah, going. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's got like that very like old school totally. newspaper like feel to like, it. I love it. Like like, really cool. ca- like Captain America, like like yeah, like, yeah. Captain, like Uncle Sam. It's like Uncle, okay, Sam, Uncle Sam. There it is. There it is. Sam. Uncle, Sam. 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 Uncle Sam feel, which I like. It's very cool. It's like a vintage comic, but a card that's baseball. Very cool. Yeah. Wayne Wayne wants to know who or what inspired you to collect. Oh wow, that's a Thanks. crazy question. Wayne yeah. is a former is a former student of mine. I like that, that question, Wayne. Question. Yeah. Thanks for asking that one, Wayne. So there, this is this is really um, really going deep into me as a person and like who I am and my 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 when I was really young. So I think, and this is really going anyway. So when I was younger, I grew up with a lot. Of, I grew up in a community that had people that had more money than my family did. And there were the, you know, kids would get their allowance or they get presents. And I would get like a couple of packs of Opeachy hockey cards. And my friends would get a whole box of unopened packs to open on the weekend, right? Like for 18 bucks. And I'd get 50 cents worth. And I was pretty, and I was like envious, you know, like, 
oh wow, I want I want I want more cards. And I'm like probably at this point, I'm I'm like 10 years old. No, I'm eight, nine, 10, 11 years old. I'm really young. And I want more cards because I want to have what my friends had and I couldn't have it, right? Because I was so young. And you know, back at that time, you're you don't under, you don't understand that you just can be happy with what yeah. you have and don't compare yeah. yourself and all those sorts of things. So I think that want you know that that first of all, that I think is that explains almost kind of why I I continued to collect because I was always striving to to catch up in a way, you know, maybe a bit of an inferiority complex from a young age. So mm. here I am being really, uh, you know, raw about it. Honest, but, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, man. I think it's I think it's genuine why I continued through junior high, high school, and all that because I was still somehow trying to catch up to those kids that were getting full boxes. But what I real the reason I started at the very beginning was I remember seeing my the cards for the first time at my cousin's house. I had cousins; they were three brothers, all boys. One was my age, one two years older, one two years younger. And I'm at their house one day, and my the older cousin, he's got some hockey cards on the floor of his bedroom, the 78, 79 Opeaches. And I remember just picking them up and like looking at them and seeing pictures of these players that I was watching on TV. And I used to go to games with my dad in, in the WHA and, uh, and looking, at the, looking at the back and seeing the stats and reading about these players. Yeah. And you know, you're just learning to read, you're just learning numbers, right? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. This is awesome. And I just I just liked. I also liked like mini action figures. I like Smurfs back. I like little things back in the yeah, old day, you know, yeah, yeah. Collectibles, so, collectibles, little collectibles. You yeah, can trinkets and I think, that's kind of what, I think that's kind of what got you, me started. Were you a Pez guy? I, I liked eating it more than I liked the thing. The, the, the <laughs> <laughs> I got a sweet tooth. I'm a sweet tooth yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Wrong, wrong. They're good. He's right. Yeah. He's right. And now, but you know, now like, you know, I now collect, I've just, it's so a part of my life guys it's not like like it's it's in me it's in my blood from a very young age i can't i can't imagine life without it and like it'd feel weird no it'd feel weird not that's to why be looking when, at when cards that's why when you yeah. said the question like if your house is on fire you can pick one card i'm like guys take them all i'm devastated yeah. about it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's my life's passion my life's passion yeah. i lose yeah. my collection it's like i lose a piece of myself a big yeah. piece for sure for sure for sure something that means more to you than most things right so everything except my kids there you go yeah there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and for sometimes sure. even more than no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> on those days where you want to throw them down the stairs right? <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Awesome. oh man you're lucky i have my gretzky's you're lucky yeah. <laughs> you're just looking at them yeah, hey, let's sure. let's end it with this. Um, yeah. What is one good card that you what's what's a we we always have a, a pickup of the week. What's a good pickup that you picked up this week? Oh, I've got a sick story for this. Okay, let's go. Yes. So okay. So I got a buddy in town who I've known for a while. He calls me up. He's like, "Hey, hey, Jeremy. So I've got there's this lady I work with, and her father, father-in-law is he's been." You know, he, he's in a home. He's got dementia. He collected cards his whole life. She has all these cards. She does. They just moved him out of his house. She doesn't know what to do with them. Could you look at these for her and just help her? I'm like, yeah, like, what, does she want me to just do an evaluation or does she want to sell them? He's like, I'm not sure, but, you know, I'll, I'll hook you up. Okay, fine. We, 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 we meet by email. This is before national. And I say to her, okay, well, listen, I'm happy to come have a look and maybe I'll buy it from you. Maybe I'll just tell you what it's worth. Maybe I'll we'll see what happens Who knows? But, but i'll come after the national so we made an appointment for me to go to her home 
and her husband's home this past Monday, five, four days ago. So Monday comes around. I go to her house after dinner and we go down to the basement. They've got all these, they got like these two kind of shelves like that, but not quite as big, four, four shelves high, two of them side by side, filled with binders. So this, this guy, this older gentleman collected sets of basketball, hockey, some, some baseball. I think even there was a soccer binder there. And I start looking through the, and he labeled the spines of the binders with what was in them. So I'm like, okay, it's 91 score, 92 pro set, 91 Fleer baseball, that ugly yellow set, like all these different, I'm I'm like, oh my God, I got to give him the bad news, right? Like, so your dad collected sets and he really had a great time because he had his his lists in them and they were scratched off. So obviously he he had a wonderful time building these sets, but he built sets that were very commonly collected from the junk wax era. I explained to her what, what that was. And there's really just not a lot of value here, right? But so I kept looking and looking and there was, you know, they had the 96 upper deck hockey set. So the Joe Thornton and Patrick Marlowe, okay. they're, they're okay. Right. But yeah. anyway, Call then there were a stuff. few cards. There were like maybe eight or nine cards in these screw downs that were in a, like a, this bin that they had. Ooh, screw so, downs. <laughs> so I start looking at these screw downs and out, out pops, I'll show you the card because I did buy some of the cards from them, but especially this card. Out pops, some of you, you may or may not know what this is, but if you know, you know. 1996 Upper Deck Game Jersey Jagger card. Look at that oh, mullet. Man. Look at that mullet. It's a beauty. He is a beauty. <laughs> that hair is fire, man. I can see the Jofa helmet on him right now, just roaming around. Oh, man. <laughs> So this, this is the first year that Upper Deck made jersey cards. These are super, super tough hits. Wow. One in like 2,500 packs, Dang. something like that. But here's the catch, guys. Like this card, when it sell, there was one comp on eBay. It had a yellow patch on it, a yellow swatch, okay. and it sold for like, I don't know, six $700. But so this would be worth a bit less because the color is more, more about. Anyway, but here's the catch, guys. I've been, this is a 13-card set. I've been collecting this set for about 10 years. This was the last card I needed. Oh, and it was the, and it was the only card that they had that was. I like, never get those phone yes. calls. I never get those phone calls ever. No one's ever like. Hey, it was meant to be, to man. Card you were looking for for the last ten right. years. Never. It was meant I to was, be. I was like, I, ta- wow. I was talking about it last night on Clubhouse, and you know, Jordan, wow. Jordan on Clubhouse, was like, dude, that's a hobby miracle. That's just crazy. Yes. It's, yes. It was absolutely yes. ridiculous that they had this card. I've got all the other 12. He it had looks this, like this it's gentleman. in great condition. Like, in great really nice. condition. It's not bad. It's not bad. In These a are... screw down? For a screw down? I'm saying it, it was, was in a sleeve. It was in a sleeve in a screw okay. down, thankfully. Okay, okay. At yeah. least it was in a but sleeve. But still, I've, I've, I've moved it into a brand new sleeve, and I'll, yes. you know, I'll deal with it. But anyway, these cards are very fragile. Very, very yeah. thin stock here. Like, not you can't even stock. see it. Yeah, you can't. Right? Yeah, no. But, uh, yeah. So, wow. it was talk about, like, a pickup that I was... That's not crazy. expecting. Yeah. Um, and it's so I've got the other 12 cards are graded. They're in PSA slabs. This one will I will get graded eventually to go with the others and complete my my 96 game jersey set. So that's, that's awesome. awesome. That, that, like I said, uh, every card has a story, baby. And I love that it. card I has a story. It. They also had they also also had this card. This is a Gretzky uh jersey piece. So Ooh. I, you so don't I, see a lot of them. I said, listen, so it's cool. I go listen. You got you have. There's some good. There's some good cards here, but the majority of what you have is really like donation type of stuff. 
but like I said, like, do you want me to kind of cherry pick what I want? Because I will, and I'll pay you fairly for the stuff, but I'm not taking it all. It, it literally, I, I, I can't take it. It's, I, it, it's, I'd be, I'd be paying you to haul away your, your, your garbage. I didn't say it like that, but it basically, but that's what it would yeah, be. You know? yeah, yeah. I said, your best bet is to uh, have a garage sale, put it out and just sell these binders for 10, 15, 20 bucks a binder. Whatever you can get. Yeah. Whatever yeah you can just, get to, point, just to, right? just so you don't, cause they're like, we don't want to throw it out. I'm like, I know, but some of it is garbage. Like it's literally worth, of it is garbage. Yeah, it's yeah. worth throwing. Like it's not worth Actual, keeping. Yeah. And then they had a few of the big four row boxes that were filled with like, I'm like the boxes themselves are worth more than the cards inside. <laughs> right? It's true. Yeah, no, that's such means- a shit. That's such a shit like thing to hear. You know, you're just like kind of like, oh yeah, we got tons of cards but over they- here. Someone comes over like, yeah, you should throw those in a fire. Like, yeah. just they, like, oh, oh, they just okay. want. They just wanted to know, right? They just needed yeah, someone yeah, who knew. Sure. To tell them what because they had no idea. So I so I I got obviously you it's it's part of that question already about pickups of the week. But how now that you've been in the hobby so long, how many phone calls do you get like that? Because now you're just a guy that everybody you know looks to for information and looks to Mm -hmm. you know for knowledge purposes, right? So I'm assuming that you probably get calls like this, you know, every so often. One. And then two, you probably go and you probably look at this stuff all the time and you find you'd some like stuff to. and you and you you'd like to you'd like so to do it. <laughs> is this is this would you say that this is something that normally happens? Like do you get these calls very often? Like is this something that normally happens out, out yeah, there? Because I mean, everybody in my world knows that I'm into cards in a serious way. And mm-hmm. so if they come across a coworker, a, a mm-hmm. friend, a, a whatever, who who they always send them my way. So I do have, you know my tentacles are out that way in my Word community. Of mouth. Yeah. Word of mouth. But what I it. get a lot of calls on more than that even is people who ask me about, you know, I'm look, you know, people consider me a hockey expert. So they want to know like, what should I buy? How should I get into the hockey hobby? What, who should I buy? What should I buy? I get a lot of those. And they're really, they're really hard questions to answer because the standard is, you know, if you're, Hey, listen, if you're, if you just want to know who to buy, Gretzky, Lemieux, or Gordie Howe, Sidney Crosby, Connor yeah. McDavid. Like it's, yeah, it's it's easy, right? But yeah. then it comes down to well, that the whole cliche, you gotta buy what find your player and then buy the cards you like to look at and buy go rare. Go as rare yeah. as you can. That those what are the makes you feel rules. good. Yeah, what makes you feel good when you look at it, right? You want you wanna you wanna have a feeling when you look at your card. Not just exactly. they're like, oh, that card, that's a five hundred dollar card. I don't, I don't care that it's five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars. I like the card. That's what you want, right? But I mean, I, I I get the other way too. Don't get me wrong. I have five dollar cards that I really like. I have I have more expensive cards that I really like as well. But it's not. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be. I get how it can be, and there's certain aspects where it, if it's a business, I get it. That's what you're doing. But in the collecting side of it, you really gotta love what you're looking at. That's how I see it. I'm with you 100. For me, I think, I think I think that's awesome to hear. Awesome to know. And like, yeah. it's just one of those things that like. I don't think it's a luck thing that that happened to you, to be honest with you. I think it's a consistency thing. I think it takes work to get to that point where you get that phone call and you're, you're put in those positions to capitalize on. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, it's one of those, but then you go there, dude, and they've got the one one card he needs. The odds are crazy. The the odds are It's not one of the, one of the, like there's a couple other cards I need for sets that I've been working on for years, but this is like a top three card on my want list. 
Nuts. maybe top five. And mm. there it is with people that have no idea what they have. Yeah. So when yeah. I told them what I was going to, but I, what I, and I bought, I bought a little stack of cards from them. This is, this is the stack I bought from them. Right. And when I told them and I showed them eBay comms, I'm like, cause I, you know, it's a, I was put in touch by a friend of mine who, you know, works in a bank and this is his colleague. I'm, I'm going to be on the up and up. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so I, when I, you just, told found I was, hey, you just found a gem for yourself. Right. So you're willing to give them a piece, right. You're like, I don't care. Oh, I, yeah. I found what I wanted. No. So when I told him I was going to pay, they're like, oh, okay. That, yeah, that's great. <laughs> what else do you want? <laughs> I'm, like, well, I'm like, well, this card's worth like $400, you know, like, so I'm, I'm going to pay well, like, you. You want to look again at the other cards, make sure none of those are good. Are you sure those are bad? Like, are you yeah. sure all the binders awesome. are no good? They're like, yeah, they're no good. I assure you. Yeah, <laughs> like, just, yeah you, nope. you couldn't pay me to take them. That's what you're <laughs> that's, that's, I'm sure they were like, you want to just take them? And like, the moment you went, no, they're like, Oh, okay, they're that bad. You don't want them for oh, free. Yeah. Oh, okay, you can no tell problem. I wasn't by just what yeah, I was telling yeah, them. I'm like, yeah, this funny. is this isn't even worth the paper. Uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, so let yeah. we, let let um you know I don't know like Williams um we can just go into the ending and we can go into pickups of the week. I don't know yeah. if you have. I know I know Kyle. Hey, I know pickups. you're sitting there. Kyle, listen, hold on, Jerry. Wait, listen to this. Usually I've done this before. Okay, where I have to like leave work. I because I hate. I I told them to. I was like, I'm not missing this. I was like, I don't, care. I don't care if I have to sit at the hall at my job. I was like, I'm not missing this week. I miss sometimes. I'm not missing this week. And I was like, usually I would drive home and I'd take a couple of days. I've literally been sitting in the parking lot of where I work for the last hour and five minutes to do this and didn't move, didn't drive, didn't do anything. Because I knew I wanted to be involved in this because I love this. And I love what you're doing, man. So love it. appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks for coming on, man. We really, we really enjoyed it. I did. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I'm with Same you. Here. I'm with Same you. Here, guys. So, what, what, what do you got for your pickup? Uh, I, I, I just have my pickup from the national. My one pickup that I'm glad that didn't get stolen. Um, <laughs> I just like the card, and it, and it's going, uh, it's going weird because usually I'm a PSA Beckett guy. I've never purchased an SDC card, and I bought one as well. And it's just something that I like, and I got this guy. It's a, um, a Ray Allen uh, Skybox Premium uh, die cut graded 10, right? So, like, obviously trying to get grades on, on these guys is tough. Probably not going to crack it. Don't really care. Just like the player. Just like the insert. And I just think it's a gorgeous card, and I, I just like looking at it. So uh, that, that's, that's my pickup. Did you get that in the red carpeted area at the show? I think I got it. From no, it wasn't red card. I don't think it was a red card. No, 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 it wasn't. Because it was towards yeah. the towards the back. Okay, yeah. I was looking for that card in a uh, the Kobe version. Not look like I looked at a couple of them. Um, the, the 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 people who promote the Wisconsin Dells show had they had some great stuff. Yeah, no, I I, I picked up this, and I, it's funny that you like like you remember how you you bought on the first day, and I almost felt like I couldn't find anything for the first couple days like i couldn't find what i was looking for and then i kind of just gave up and i was like okay hey, i'm not going to find these cards here because i was when looking you for, find stuff uh, for so such like specific things i was looking for and then like the last day for me was saturday and i was uh, i was just like scoping through and i like literally went to like one table and i found everything <laughs> right so i found like i found all the stuff that i was so it was, it was super it was it was super good to do that um but to go on that last thing that you were talking about but the national about not having a plan i think for me what it was was 
um, is not having a plan, but also going there with an open mind and understanding that like you're going to build relationships with people and not everybody is going to be your best friend. You know what I mean? It's, you're not going to hit it off and you're not going to be, you know, the bestest of friends with the people that you might think that you you were with or not, but you, you're going to find some and that's okay. You know what I mean? That's okay because there's always next year. There's always the year after that. There's always the year after that. And I think that's where it comes into play where the mentality of a marathon versus kind of this race mental to kind of finish the hobby changes and which is why we do what we do and we're just trying to educate as much yeah. as we can bring as much people into you know into the web into the understanding about the hobby you know linking up with people like yourself again like 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 yeah. i would never have thought that we would get to this point where i met you now in person you have you we, we you know two weeks goes by and we have you on the show so again Amazing. i can't i can't explain how much we're grateful to have you on the show um but i know i know williams is is i, I see a big ass poster or whatever you have behind you there about to show me Williams what is that so you guys I was I was out last week I was really bummed because uh I, I knew I, I knew for a fact I was not gonna miss this week okay because I really wanted to talk to you Jeremy but I, I really missed Brett last week and I went to the Hall of Fame the Hall of Fame ceremony in, in uh Canton I go every oh. year um and I I brought I brought I bring my jacket I have something rare my dad so had cool. got my dad had got me a jacket, the the Hall of Fame jacket, um, the same one the players wear. Um, but I always try to get it signed by a player each time. But I took it with me and I got it signed again. There you go. So sick. I know you can't see a ton of them, but there's 35 Hall of Famers on here signed. Jim Brown's on here. Jim Kelly, uh, you got Barry Sanders, like Absolutely just goats. But I got, but I'm leaning towards the older goats, and I started filling up the sleeve. Um, so like Lenny Moore, who's like I believe like in his 90s, uh, Marv Levy, who was 94, just some older guys that I want to add to the jacket. Um, this is never going. It's not for sale. It's going to be my son's. My son comes with me, who's seven. He comes with me every year. It's just a it's just a story behind it, and and what I, why I collect. But that's this is my holy grail. I collect collect memorabilia, um, as well as as cards. Um, so the greatest the, the best autograph that I got from the weekend, in my opinion, um, is is Fred Bolitnikov, um, one of the greatest receivers nice. to ever play yeah. the game. So I got to meet that's him, right. and that was pretty cool. Um, very cool. Card wise, I would go with. Um, Nothing, nothing too crazy, but I, I picked up a Denny Avia uh, silver prism rookie. Somebody that I'm, that I'm that I'm high. I, I like his game. I, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be a solid player in the league, and just like everything about him, I, I picked up a, a prism auto of him as well. There you um, go. Nice. So Denny, nice. uh, those are nice looking cards. I like the colors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, it's super dope. Awesome. Well, um, you know, I think that's it. I think that's all, all we've got today. Um, you don't think again, I got any pickups in my car? I got oh, my pickups. Look I in your glove box. Pickups. There's probably yeah. something in the glove box. box. Yeah, I got some Cracker Jacks and some. What are we looking for here? I got some mail. 
Okay, so but, 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 but real tough, there's nothing there, right? I'm just like, I was just like, I was like, uh, do I have to stop and let you go or do, no, can, I, can no. I move on? No, 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 no. Awesome. No. Well, again, uh, thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, Jeremy, again, thank you for coming and checking out the show on the Can't Stop the Hobby podcast. Make sure you guys go uh, like and yes. follow him on YouTube and Instagram Everything. at uh, J Lee underscore sports cards live. Um, check out his after check out his show and his after show um, that, that, tomorrow that night. tunes in tomorrow, tomorrow night, night. Uh, so tomorrow make sure night, you guys. check that out um, but again from myself Williams Kyle yes, sir. Um, Jeremy thank you again for tuning in um, we love to see you here uh, make sure to, uh, to like follow us at cast up cards Inc on Instagram and our YouTube channel and wherever you get your podcast and uh, we'll make sure to see you next week so again from the cast up the hobby team we thank you and we can't stop yeah.